do we worship? Why do we praise God? Why? Come on, talk to me. He's worthy to be praised. In appreciation for all he's done. Somebody over here said something. Give him thanks, yeah. Somebody else, come on, talk to me. Why do we, why do we praise and worship? Because he's, he's, he's your Lord, all right? He's my Lord too, all right? Why do we worship? Come on. I mean, to praise him for all he's done for us, yes, absolutely. The first reason why we praise, the first reason why we worship is because, get this, we were created to. The whole reason why God created us was to worship him, was to praise him. We were created for God. Watch what the Bible says in Isaiah 43:21. It says, "The people whom I formed for who? Who did he form these people for? Himself. Listen, you were formed for God. You, you, you were, God created you specifically for himself. His whole idea for this creation, not just for man and woman, his whole idea for this creation, I mean, everything in the universe, his idea was that everything would bring him glory. All of that got distorted back in the Garden of Eden when sin came into the picture. But God didn't create anything that was not intended to give him praise and glory. And especially man and woman, he created us in his image specifically so that we could bring glory to him like no one or ever or anything else. Raise your hand in here if you ever had something that was custom made. Come on, custom made anything. Come on, talk to me. What you had custom made? A suit. You had a suit custom made. You wear it on communion Sunday. I be saying you be like, no. I told him last time with Brother Isaac. I said, y'all, we got to come up out of Macy's if we're going to keep up with Brother Isaac. That brother be dapper, man. All right, come on. Who else has something custom made? Miss Lori, what you had custom made? I made a jewelry box in high school. He custom made. Wait. You made it a jewelry box? I made it a jewelry box and a name and everything in high school, man. That's custom made. Custom made. Come on. Your what? Your teeth? Custom made. Y'all making me think of stuff that I ain't never. I ain't even thinking about. What's up, Zach? A full length leather coat? Custom made? Wow. Come on, who has something else custom made? Something different. T- Ma? Drapes, custom made drapes. Woo! Somebody say a purse? A custom made purse? Nice. A book? Yeah? That's it. 
First lady, what you had custom made? My wedding band. Oh, yeah, that's true, your wedding band. <laughs> I was about to say, who custom making you stuff? What is what's going on here? <laughs> Can I tell y'all something? I have never, ever, ever, when I was preparing for this message, I realized that I have never, ever, ever had anything custom made. Nothing. And it's one of my life's desires now on my bucket list as a result of this message to get something custom made. And I started thinking about it. I said, usually when you think about it, custom made stuff costs more. Right? Than the regular stuff. Right? So I started thinking about the fact that custom made stuff costs more than the regular stuff. And I was like, well, I ain't going to be able to. Maybe I'll get a custom made t shirt. <laughs> it's about where my limit's going to be. <laughs> well, I want to get something custom made. Listen, you were custom made. He said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before I formed you. Which means that God took his great big geovistic hand. And I know you think your mama and your daddy did it. But God took his great big geovistic hand and every cell, every molecule of DNA, every part of you, he custom made you for his purposes. He gave you exactly the mind that he wanted you to have, although talking to some of us, that's kind of hard to believe. <laughs> Especially your pastor. <laughs> he, but he custom made you for his purposes. Now watch this. Things that are custom made Cost what? Cost more. So watch this. How valuable were you in God's sight? That Christ was willing to give his life in order to redeem you back to the one who custom made you. The reason why is because there is no other purpose in the world. There is no other purpose under the sun. There is no other purpose in life, in eternity, that will fit you better than his purposes. And so if you ask him, were you worth it? He would say, absolutely. You were custom made to worship and praise God. And no other purpose that you might find upon this earth will help you fill the void that you'll find in your life if you live a life that does not worship him. First reason why we worship is because we were created to worship. That's why you shouldn't be mind, you shouldn't mind, you should be willing to give God your lifelong praise because you were created to praise. You ought to make up in your mind, no matter how busy I get, no matter, no matter, no matter what's going on in my life, I'm, I'm going to take out time. I'm, I'm going to make sure. 
I'm going, if I don't do anything else, I'm going to make sure that I worship and praise God. Why? Because I was created, if for nothing else, I was created to worship him. Next reason why we worship uh, is because he's worthy of it. He's worthy of our praise. Go to Psalms 18 and 3. This is what it says. He says, I call upon the Lord who is, what's that next word? Come on, y'all, what's that next word? Who is worthy to be what? He's worthy. Notice what he says. And I am saved from my what? Listen, worship is extended to someone who is worthy. When you look up the word worship, some people translate it as worth, W-O-R-T-A, ship. So it starts with, and we talked a little bit about this last week, about that person having value, about that person being worth it. And worship is extended. Now, David said, I'm going to call upon the Lord because he's worthy to be praised. But here's a question. Y'all talk to me. What makes him worthy? I mean, we hear that all the time, right? He's worthy. I mean, the old ladies used to say it right before they passed out. He's worthy. <laughs> <laughs> We've been hearing it. If you grew up in church, you've been hearing it all your what? But here's my question, right? What makes him worthy? Because if you can't really tell me what makes him worthy, really, if we don't know what makes him worthy, aren't we just repeating religious platitudes? Talk to me. What makes him worthy to be praised? Here you go. Come on. Because he is. There. Yes, sir. Whatever need at any time under any circumstances, and he has given me the limitless resources of the theater. <laughs> 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 That's good, Dr. Strick. Come on, talk to me. Why else is he worthy? Say it again. He loves us no matter what. Come on, somebody else. That's what's up. I'm scared to like pick with Josh. Notice I pick with <laughs> I pick with everybody else, but Josh be so serious about the Lord stuff. <laughs> Like, don't mess with me and my Jesus. You play with all the rest of them. Don't mess with me and my Jesus. <laughs> I love your sincerity for the Lord, bro, for real. He's our father, all right? Somebody else, why is he worthy? What makes him worthy? He delivered us from sin, all right. But watch this. It, it, Rick, and, and what I've heard from us so far is what he's done for us, right? But let me, let me ask you this question. Wasn't he worthy before he got to us? Yes. So he's got to be worthy for something outside of us. It can't be limited. Yes, it can't be limited to just what he's done in our lives and for us, right? It's got to be bigger than that. How about this? He's worthy because he created it all. 
He's worthy because he sustained it all. He's worthy because he redeemed it all. He's worthy because he owns it all. How about this? And when it comes to us, he's worthy of our praise because he paid it all. He, the reason why he's worthy is because he is the alpha and the omega. Modern day English, he's the beginning and the end. Without him, nothing was made that was made. The reason why he's worthy is because without him, there's no such thing as worthiness. He is the standard for being worthy. He decides what's worthy and what is not. And not only does he decide, but he sets the bar for what's worthy and what's not. And not only does he set the bar for what's worthy and what's not, but if you're looking for the example of who's worthy and who's not, don't look to man, look to him. He, 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 he is worthy. Why? Because he's God. He's God. You know, we, we ascribe worth in a lot of the wrong places. We misplace worth a lot of times. I mean, I, Joyce and I were watching something yesterday evening, and this guy on, it was one of those shows with the talking heads. You know, I, they have a bunch of people sit around, and they commenting on everything that's going on in the world. It was one of them, and I forgot what it was, but this guy said something that hit me, and it hit her too, because she was like, ooh, that's good. This guy said, he said, in America, we make the fatal mistake of ascribing legitimacy, associating legitimacy with celebrity. In other words, just because a person is a celebrity, in our minds, they are automatically legit. And what this person was talking about was the whole Kanye West deal and the crazy stuff that he said. And, and what this guy was saying was just because they're a celebrity don't mean they know what they're talking about. Just because they're, that's like a few years ago when Steve Harvey came out with a love book. What was the name of the book? Act Like a Man, Think Like a Woman. Like Y'all like know what I'm talking about. Y'all know all, all the ladies was going crazy over it. And I, I had one question and one question only. What makes Steve Harvey qualified to tell you what to do as far as dating goes? See, we get caught up on the fact that they are celebrities and we give them an automatic pass on anything that they want to talk about. We ascribe value to them based on the fact that they are popular or successful or well-known. And I'm not saying that that's in all cases wrong. I'm saying what I'm saying is be careful how you give people worth. Be careful how you ascribe worth to people. Listen, man, at the end of the day, they're just people. It don't matter who it is. They're just, it's just another person. I had a man walk up to me, run up to me. I was sitting in a restaurant eating. You know, we got the little TV show or whatever. And I'm eating or whatever. And he ran up to me like I was a, a superstar. 
oh my God, it's Pastor Nate. You're Dr. A. Nathan Young. I'm like, yeah. And at the same time, I'm watching him, Miss Lynn. I don't know who this dude is, man. You know, but he was all excited. I'm like, dude, it's chill. You're making me nervous. I'm just people just, you know what I'm saying? But we do that, bro. And you got to hear me on this. No man, no woman is worthy of worship except the God we serve. And, and there's nothing wrong with admiring people and admi admiring the accomplishments of people and giving them respect or whatever. But you got to be careful what kind of platform you put people on. Because nobody is worthy of worship except the Lord. He and he alone is worthy. He's worthy of our worship and our praise. Why do we praise him? We praise him because he's worthy. We praise him because we were created to uh, and laughs. Not only do we praise him because he's worthy, but we also praise him because it helps us. Yeah. I'm going to tell y'all something crazy right now. Y'all ready? How about this? Praise will work when prayer doesn't. Praise will work when prayer doesn't. Well, you say, well, Pastor, prayer works all the time. Understand what I mean when I say prayer working. I mean prayer getting whatever desired result that you have or you want. Sometimes... We don't get through with prayer. And some of y'all looking at me crazy right now. And I'm telling you that it's biblical that praise works when prayer doesn't. I'm going to tell you something else too. Some of us got stuff in our life we dealing with that should have been gone. That we've been praying about. And the reason why we still dealing with it is not because we don't pray. And not because God don't want to do it, or not because God don't want to give us peace about it, but because although we pray, we refuse to praise. Y'all want me to prove it? I'm going to prove it to you. Give me Acts. Give me that, that scripture I had last week. Right, there we go. But about, we talked about this last week. Now watch this. With Peter, when he went to jail, the church started praying. And, and that worked for him. But then Paul and Silas went to jail. They got beat up for spreading the message of the gospel we talked about last week. All right. And they went to jail. And then the Bible says about midnight, Paul and Silas, they were doing what? And not only were they praying, but they were singing hymns of what? Of praise to God. And the prisoners were doing what? Listening to them. Come on. You got, what's next? You ain't got nothing next? Ain't nothing next? I'll tell you what happened next. You don't believe me, read me when you get home. This is what happened next. The Bible says that an earthquake happened next. And what happened next was not only was their cell opened up, but the cell of all the prisons in the jail were opened up, and they were set what? They were set free. Now watch this. Notice it don't just say that they were praying. 
But it says that they were praying and they were what? They were singing praises. So they were doing both. And their prayer and their praise caused an earthquake and caused the foundations of the earth to be shaken and the jail cells to be opened up and them to be set free. Y'all look like y'all still don't believe me. Come here, Job. Job begged God for, he prayed for all of those chapters and begged God for an answer. He was saying, well, Lord, if you're not going to heal me, at least tell me why I'm going through what I'm going through. His friends told him, you need to repent. His wife told him, curse God and die. And Job just kept pleading out to God, asking God, tell me why, tell me why, tell me why. Into Elihu, his friend. And Elihu, what he did was... He shifted Job's focus away from why am I going through what I'm going to to who God is. He started talking about who God is. And the next chapter after Elihu started praising God for who he was, God stepped on the scene. And he spoke to Job's situation. And he never told Job why, but at the end of it all, not only did God give him back what he had, but he gave him double what he had before. I'm telling you that the reason why many times we miss what God wants us to have, why God seems silent, is because he's waiting for us to open up our mouth and give him praise. Praise him anyway. Praise him despite what you're going through. Tell God, Lord, I don't like this mess that I'm in, but I declare you are good. You are worthy. You are God in my life. And even if you don't give me what I want, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to lift your name. Seen it before in my own life. I'm praying for stuff. Got a bad attitude with God. Don't like what he's doing in my life. Don't like what's going on. Down and out. I just come in here regardless of how I feel. I just lift my hands. And I say, you know what, Lord? I forget about it all. It's all about you. Forget about what, what happened before I got here. Forget about what I got to face when I leave. It's all about you. I'm changing my heart. I'm changing my worship. And my worship is not going to be because of what you do in my life. It's going to be because of who you are. And you are good regardless of whether or not you're doing what I want you to do. When, I'm telling you, when prayer ain't working, you need to try praise. And I, then, you know what this is? This is a position of surrender. This says, I surrender. This says, I give up. This says, I offer myself to you. And you know what you ought to do? Okay, you don't feel comfortable doing it in public. But every now and then you ought to get in the quiet, in your quiet place, in your house. And you need to be doing this anyway, whether you do it in public or not. Just get in your quiet place and just throw your hands up. 
and say, Lord, I surrender. I, I, I offer myself to you. I offer all of me to you. I surrender. I, I'm, I'm totally yours. Just, just this day, I surrender. I'm yours. I give up. I give up on my ideas for life. I give up on what I want. I'm trading that in for what you want. I, I give up on what I desire for me. I'm trading that in for what you desire for me. I give up on the answer that I want to my request. I'm trading that in to what you want for my request. I totally surrender, not just, Lord, my, my problems to you, because a lot of times we just want to surrender to problems. And God don't want your problems. He don't just want your problems. God wants your everything. And surrendering your problems are just a part of surrendering your what? Sometimes all we want to do is surrender the problems. God said, well, if that's all you're going to give me, you can keep them. I'm more interested in you. And maybe if you surrendered you, then you wouldn't have as many problems. We worship him because he's worthy. We worship him because we were created to. We worship him. We worship him because it helped us. We'll pick back up here next week. Let's bow our heads. Father, thank you for your word. And Lord, you are worthy to be praised. You're worthy of all glory, of all honor. We can't say enough.